Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Evening all on this nice and relaxing Friday evening here on episode 561 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show on Rock Radio UK. No hot footing it back from gigs as I have done over the last two weeks. Just a bottle of wine and an hour's worth of cool tunes to take us into the weekend and DJ Green's graveyard slot. Starting how I mean to go on, here's the Casanovas and Too Cool, which was their contribution to the Rock and Roll Disease CD that came out in 2004. The originally could be found on the B-side of their debut 7-inch, 10 out of 10, that was released four years earlier. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
flying in from their native Australia mid-September for a one-off UK date to promote the 2015 Terra Casanova album by playing the Fiddler's Elbow on the 14th before heading to the Netherlands, Germany, Italy before ending up in Spain. Uh, I think it's at least 10 years since the Casanovas have graced our shores. The full tour itinerary is on the band's Facebook page for you to check out and I recommend that you do. So last Thursday, on the 41st anniversary of the Damned first playing the 100 Club, I popped along to said venue to see founding and former Damned guitarist Brian James and friends play, obviously, an anniversary set. Last year, uh, the friends included Al from the Dirty Strangers, Rats Gabies and Ginger Wildheart. This time around, it was just Al and Brian's one-time Lords of the New Church bassist, Dave Trigana. The set was a mixture of Brian James' solo and Damned material, with Method to Our Madness the only Lord's track Ed with Trigana watching stage right last year's gig uh, from what I can remember was a tad on the chaotic side well when you've got rat drumming on your rows with Ginger and Al sharing vocal duties coupled with some celebratory drinks things are going to be lively this time around uh, it was more reserved but just as much fun Brian introduced Alone as a blues song which turned out really sublime without a shadow of a doubt Brian is one of those guitarists you know with a unique sound and a style of playing but he isn't cut out or suited as a frontman. Maybe because he's worked with Vanian, Beta and Iggy Pop. I mean, you know, when you work with those three, taking on the role itself is going to be a bit of a mammoth undertaking. Of course, New Rose was the evening's swan song, with Dave Tigrana joining in on guitar rather than bass. There was a 7-inch EP, courtesy of Easy Action Records, for us to purchase, and at only 8 quid, rather reasonable. Too hot to pop features four covers that as brian says on the back of the sleeve when mr chuck berry died recently i figured it was time to cover one of his songs as a tribute then i thought why stop there so i settled on an ep of my childhood faves so we get chuck's uh, around and around bobby troops route 66 that was first recorded by nat king cole in 1946 long tall sally popularized by little richard and this one that captain sensible is probably throwing his arms up in despair and dismay. This is Brian James featuring Austin Pig on bass, Mark Taylor on accordion, Pilly on drums, and Cliff Richards, Living Dull. I got myself a crying, talking, slipping, walking, living dull. Gotta do my best to please her, just cause she's a living doll Got a roving eye And that is why She satisfies my soul But the one and only Walking, talking Living doll Take a look at her hair It's real You don't believe me then feel Gotta lock her up in a trunk So no big hunk 
could steal her away from me Got myself a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living doll Gotta do my best to please her Just cause she's a living doll Got her over and I'm that is why She satisfies my soul Got the one and only walking, talking, living doll Yeah Take a look at her hair It's real, and if you don't believe me then feel Gonna lock her up in a trunk So no big hunk can steal her away from me Got myself a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living dog Gotta do my best to please her Just cause she's a living dog Got a robe and iron, that is why she satisfies my soul. Got the one and only walking, talking, living down. I have to be honest with you. I decided to play Living Doll before I actually heard it or any of the other three tracks just because of Captain Sensible dislikes of the young one. Uh, it made a good link. When I first heard it, it was with my mouth agog, jaw not too far away from the floor. It wasn't what I was expecting. Johnny Moped? Maybe. Brian James? Yeah, not so much. It does sound like he recorded it on the way home from the pub. Talking to Johnny Moped, watch out for a brand spanking new single entitled Catatonic, backed with a studio version of Hard Loving Man. And the first to feature new drummer Marty Love, which is out on the 18th of August through Damaged Goods Records. Of course, all the usual suspects are in attendance at Brian's gig, but one person I wasn't expecting to bump into, let alone end up giving him a lift to his sisters, was former choir boy, Nancy boy, and smash fashion Peckham cowboy bassist, current LA resident, Nigel Mogg. The previous time we bumped into each other was at uh, last year's Camden Rocks Festival, where he was playing with the aforementioned Peckham Cowboys. After the gig, as we were leaving, we were having a quick catch-up as he was heading to Charing Cross Railway Station. I, on the other hand, was en route to the Crowbar to collect the squirrel, which is on its way. So he popped in for a swift half with Nigel informing me his latest band, The Brutalists, have just put up on their Facebook page a five-track demo. Joining him in The Brutalists are former LA Guns guitarist Mick Cripps and Mick's twin brother Robert, Kent Holmes and Charlie Nice. Surprisingly... Nigel doesn't play bass, but sings. The band, uh, they sound very British in a pub rock kind of way. The Peckham Cowboys with a better wardrobe and a smaller bar tab soaking up the musical influences of Canvey Island. As drinks were drained, Nigel asked how we were getting home. And as my car was parked around the corner and his sister, who he was staying with, just so happens to live the other side of Bromley to me, a lift was offered and gratefully received. Whereupon the squirrel subjected us to Steppenwolf's Hour of the Wolf and Skullduggery CDs. Nigel in the back seat, nodded off. This is The Brutalists and Drinking Alone. Oh yeah! You said I'll meet you there I guess 
I should have known Some things never change You'll have to get there alone Nigel and Steppenwolf, it wasn't the choice of material that made him start counting the Z's, but probably the fact that most of London is now a 20 mile an hour zone. Coupled with speed bumps and potholes, it's enough to rock anyone a kip. Talking to Steppenwolf, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you may recall Johnny Carilla of the Admiral Sir Cloudy Shovel requesting Ball Crusher from the album 7, even though confusingly it's Steppenwolf's fifth. Uh, I was relaying this story to the squirrel, who informed me that after years of searching she'd finally found on Amazon the three album two CD set of Steppenwolf's mid 1970s reformation albums Slow Flux Hour of the Wolf and Skullduggery uh, it took her years back in the day I think to find them on vinyl and currently not in the possession of uh, a working turntable at the moment she thought she'd only have the musical memories of said albums to fall back on 
As a result, whenever the squirrel is in either myself or friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright's respective cars, these albums are played. Not so much slow flux, but much air basing is forthcoming from the passenger seat. Fortunately, for who I'm not quite sure, probably me and Arkwright, the albums are rather good in a 1970s deep purple bad company kind of way, with the squirrel telling us that the track, Skullduggery, for her is their signature song. She was mightily pissed off in 1991 when she saw them at the Town and Country Club and they didn't play it. So much so, she refused to buy a T-shirt. Never mess with the squirrel. Apparently, uh, although you can never trust the internet and set list FM wasn't of any help, the song was only performed live once in 2002, which you can watch only if you still own a video player and one that will play an NSTC videotape, as that's the format it's only available on. Mind you. It's only three ninety nine US plus shipping.
Friday, as you also were made well aware of on last week's show, I went along to the Unicorn on the outer limits of Camden to see Azimovil. Even though the band had been going since 1993, a fact pointed out by bassist vocalist Ralph Robinson, who just before playing a tribute to his late uncle and co-founding member JJ Winter, told us the band had been going longer than he'd been alive. I've only seen the band once before, and that was at the Dev back in April of this year, so I'm rapidly playing catch-up. If you like Motorhead... You'll like Asimovil, not just because Ralph bears a passing resemblance to Lemmy in his Hawkwind days armed with a Rickenbacker bass, but because they play dirty, uncompromising rock and roll. There's certainly a market for this brand of music, as the Unicorn was decidedly packed, but infuriatingly, for band and fans alike, record labels seem to be unable or unwilling to throw their corporate weight behind them. Speaking to Ralph before Amazonville's set, I did voice my disappointment at their lack of new material, as Railroad and The Nightmare Ain't Over have both just celebrated their first birthday. I mean, as I say, it's not their fault per se, but when you see the merch being purchased faster than toys at Christmas, yeah, I almost went there, something is wrong. Though Ralph did say that many irons were in the fire. Let's hope someone pulls one out sooner rather than later. Yeah. 
Remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that I didn't pledge for Ginger's Mutation 3 album, as that's all music didn't really do it for me. Of course you do. Well, anyway, I've just pledged for CJ Wildheart's third pledgeable album, which is called Blood. For the first track from it that we have been able to hear, Kiss It, it sounds like CJ really has been spending a lot of time with Lee from Zen Motel. Kiss it. Oh, apologize. Kiss it. You want me to kiss her? That's right, apologize. time I will. Up early tomorrow though, as I'm meeting four mates I went to secondary school with that in some cases I've not seen since we left in 1982. Friends on Facebook and all that, but we haven't met in real life um, since oh, we finished our O-levels. Well, it is my secondary school's 40th anniversary, See, so it seemed rude not to go. Should be fun. Out of five of us, I'm the only one that isn't gay. I do feel like I've let the side down. By the end of tomorrow, I quite literally think I would have died laughing, as they are hilarious. Anyway, as promised, I have taken ownership of the new Nicotine Pretty single, thanks to lead Pretty Ginger, which is called Nicotine Pretty. Johnny Thunders meets the choir boys? No, probably not, but are you to argue? Oh, that's right, you're the listener. Carry on. <laughs>
that and Nicotine Prince's debut single, Who's A Gonna Save My Soul, are both available from the band's Bandcamp site for the Prince's Slum of Nada. Zilch, totally free. But if you're feeling generous, you are able to bung them a few quid if you feel that way inclined. Talking to the friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright, as I was earlier, we did go to secondary school together, and even though we were in the same year, we were in different halves, so our paths didn't cross until we went to Croydon Art College, which is where I first met the Squirrel. 20th of September 1982, a date etched on my mind, where she thought I was a complete cunt. Ah, nothing's changed there then. Anyway, as you know, Arkwright is in Flame Pilots. Well, the band was approached earlier this year by a film student who wanted to use one of their songs as the accompaniment to a music video he had to film as part of his coursework. Possibly a win-win situation with band getting a free promo and the studio able to show off their talents. Storyboards were sent back and forth with the student talking of James Bond effects. So the band was sent a preview before the premiere where the Flay pilots were also going to play a set afterwards. Other students were also showing their handiwork. I got a message from Mark Wright the morning of the premiere just after he and the band had seen the video for the first time. They were not happy bunnies. Last minute and shite sprang to mind and a cheeky sod didn't even credit the band. Not that Arkwright minded as he didn't want to be associated with it in any way, shape or form. To date, as it's up on YouTube, it's only been viewed 27 times and the student bowled it and didn't even turn up for the official showing. At least the song in question is top draw or shelf stuff. This is My Own Effigy.
over my gig going career, which currently spans 44 years, I've missed birthdays, weddings, you name it. If a family event clashes with a gig, the gig always comes first. Until now. Well, September the, the 2nd to be precise, as I'll be attending Exeter Ray and his good lady wife's 25th wedding anniversary shindig. Whilst at the Black Heart in Camden, all the cool kids will be attending the album launch gig for Dance Moves by Role Models, their third pledgeable album in as many years. Now, it was bad enough that I was missing seeing the Role Models live, but to add insult to your injury, the breakdowns and fierce ideas were originally also on the bill. So much wailing and gnashing of teeth was forthcoming from me. That was until the breakdowns split up and fierce ideas had to pull out to be replaced by, now get this, shush, Los Pepes, the loyalties, that's right, the fucking loyalties. Of course, as I'm taking Mrs A and my daughter to the do, I have not got one iota, rat hell of a chance of going to the Black Heart. Last time I saw Shush Alive was way back in May 2011 at the Scream Lounge in Croydon, back when they were a staple part of the London rock scene, commanding a very loyal and appreciative audience, releasing I think only a couple of albums, their self-titled debut in 2008, and two years later its follow-up soundtrack of my life from which this track, Do What I Want, has been taken. <laughs>
The Lords' last gig was at Macbeth in Hoxton in March 2014. I was there, but didn't get a chance to see the band play, so I had to leave early so I could drop the squirrel off at her place, as the previous evening she'd been involved in an accident. Nothing too serious, just severely bruised and bad, with much feeling sorry for herself. Once she'd been deposited, there was no way I was going to be able to go back from south to north london in time to catch the lodges so i scooted up the road to the oval in east croyne just in time to see the witch doctors you win some you lose some the last lodges album was the till the death of rock and roll which came with an accompanying book that i wish had been printed a5 size instead of a4 as it was difficult to carry around and it would have been great if the album tracks had been linked with dialogue from said book but then again i do enjoy a play on radio 4 yeah living the dream <laughs>
of course that was the loyalties and to the flame i do believe the gig is on the cusp of selling out so get a ticket brag about it on social media and then on the 3rd of september post a shed load of pictures just to rub it in even more and in the unlikely event that you need convincing even more this is role models and saturday night sailor featuring sammy yaffer on bass from the go-to guy I will be at the Brook in Wallington on the 12th of August for the album Playback, which will be swiftly followed by an acoustic set from the band. As we are in fan-funded crowd-finance mode, the heavy metal kids have just launched a project on Indiegogo to fund their first new album since 2003's Hit the Right Button. In the interim years, however, two albums have been recorded. Uh, In 2008, the band decamped to Massive Art Studio in Milan, where initial recordings were made but never completed. And again, in 2010, the band reunited to record the album Uncontrollable with East Ender actor John Altman on vocal juices. Shortly after completion, Altman returned to acting full-time and the album was shelved. I'm not a big fan of India Go-Go, uh, as it shows in monetary terms how much the band are aiming for. Uh, in the heavy metal kids' case, it's uh, seven grand. But with only a month to go, they've only reached the 10% mark. I really want the band to hit their target. As uh, from seeing them live, the band just don't trade on classic and late vocalist Gary Holton's legacy. As original members Keith Boyce and Cosmo have assembled a class band. I think their singer-guitarist Justin McConville has been fronting the band longer than Gary did. I think I mentioned this before, but my favourite unobvious song by them is Message to You from the aforementioned Hit the Right Button, which uh, sounds a lot like this. I'm always wearing black, that's how I feel. Can only bear the 
that's your lot for another week. Next week, it'll be the Paranoid School Rock Show 10th anniversary. Will I be doing anything special? Yeah, unlikely. Uh, until then, take it easy, and I will leave you with Space Junk by Vert X from their three-track album From Now to Now. <laughs>